Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo and Gerald Borgay. You guys doing okay? Just a quick check-in, make sure everyone's sanity and mentals are good right now. I'm high on life right okay. now. Okay. This is this is what I live for. My brain is mush. Don't Gerald's ask me anything. Gerald's a little hurt. <laughs> uh, Matt is a hell of a drug, Gerald. It really so, is. Yeah. Bless Gerald's heart. He's going to be so exhausted after this is all <laughs> said and done, after crunching all these numbers. It's all right. You're just going to Vegas right after we're done. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> just melt my mind even more. It's totally cool. Don't worry. We'll just get you a boatload of Four Peaks. We'll head it. We'll pack it up. Take there it out go. to Vegas with us. You could just chill out, have some fun. Welcome in, everybody. We're happy to see you again this Friday afternoon. Let's get into some updates and the chatter around the NBA and more specifically Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns. So a couple tweets for you guys. First and foremost, this tweet from... Flex from Jersey, he said the Suns will do everything possible to keep Mikel Bridges. Can confirm from a trusted source, there is a strong possibility that this could get done while keeping young Scotty, a.k.a. Mikel Bridges, with big three of Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and CP3. Again, no guarantees, but very possible. I heard a similar thing from somebody I was talking to as well, so fingers crossed. This could wind up turning up turning out to be much, much better than any Suns fan expected. Not to get hopes up, but this sounds like, uh, you know, that there's a real possibility of keeping McHale where we stand right now, which is everybody's dream, it feels like. Yeah, if you can do that deal and keep McHale, James Jones should be a shoe-in for executive of the year again because that's just unfair and I think a lot of it will stem from having to loop in a third team because like we talked about yesterday, maybe the Nets don't want DA and you got to fill that salary somehow, but it is looking like it's going to be a ton of picks. And if they can get away with that while keeping McHale, you do that 11 times out of 10. Oh, I'm building James Jones' statue if that gets done. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a little shrine yes. on the wall back here. You know what? We will induct him as the first member of the PHNX a ring of honor. We will put it up there. It'll live there forever. That's what will happen if, oh uh, if he pulls gosh. us off like that. All right. So let's kind of get into an idea of what we're hearing as far as what the Nets would like to receive from Phoenix. So mm -hmm. uh, John Gambadoro tweeted out, any Phoenix trade for Kevin Durant would very likely center around the maximum four first round picks allowed and the Nets ability to swap picks with the Suns in several other years. And then Trevor Lane tweeted out that Windhorse is saying the Nets are telling teams they're looking for a young star player and three first round picks in a deal for Durant. Do you think the three first round picks is enough or do you think it's going to have to probably be the max amount that they can give? I think if you're not including McHale in the deal and the Nets have no interest in DA, it's going to have to be four and probably one or two pick swaps on top of that. There's just no way you can account for not including McHale for the Nets not liking DA and like I love Cam Johnson, but as a centerpiece for a Kevin Durant deal, you have to throw all the picks in your bag. And I think the Suns will, based on what we know about how they approach the draft 
and the fact that it's Kevin freaking Durant. Like you do that if you can. If you bring a third team, there can be more first round picks though, right? You can. You're not capped at those four. Yeah, they would have to come from that third team. But yes, the Nets could get. Eight would be the max you could get from from if you have a three team deal. Yes, the third team won't throw probably more than one, maybe two picks, depending on what they're getting back in, because they're not going to help the Suns become a powerhouse, especially if they're in the West. Um, And we'll talk about potential team that could fit that bill. But yeah, you could potentially, if you're the Nets, get like five first round picks and two to three pick swaps reasonably in this type of deal. So I actually have a source on the inside at the Suns and I got a peek at what their draft board looks like for the next seven years okay if we can take a look at it here it's kevin durant and f them kids that is what's on their draft board for the next uh, six seasons seven seasons there Uh, you deal all the picks all right that's what james jones is gonna do it does not matter and can i can i get the the two shot here and address the the crowd I get that people are saying that the Nets want a young star. Everybody wants a young star, right? Mm -hmm. But anybody putting Devin Booker in that is lying to you and doing it just for clicks or to keep your attention on whatever you're watching. It is literally, and I don't use that in the way a lot of people use literally, I mean literally impossible. Not just because logically it doesn't make sense, but because they cannot trade him for a year because he just signed the Supermax. So shut the hell up about Devin Booker being involved. Yeah. Also, it's, it's, it is good to note that, though, and, and keep it in mind because we are hearing people still bring this up in conversation, and, and we're talking about legitimate inside source type people who are bringing this up. You just have to pay attention to specifically how they tee it up. Is it a hypothetical? Is it in a dream situation? If anything were legal, which team or which player do you think the the Nets would want to trade with, right? Mm-hmm. So just just keep an eye out for those small little details that let you know that this is more of a uh, dream kind of scenario instead of a reality. Uh, hello in the chat said... Does Espo still believe Cam Johnson is a higher ceiling than the second place defensive player of the year, McHale? If you remember correctly, and I know listening is difficult, but I said offensively he has a higher ceiling than McHale, and I still stand by that. Okay, so <laughs> what, what, wait, what do we want to talk about next? Because my head is still swimming. Yeah, well, just take a break, Gerald, and, and just, <laughs> breathe. just breathe. I'm sorry, I started minutes. looking at numbers again real yeah. quick. Gerald has been crunching the numbers since he got into this building. So while you take a break, uh, I found out that Espo was um, at least digging around in the OG's stash that we have in the office earlier today. Uh, I just want to tell you guys, OG's just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, Pina Colada, a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. But, you know, one of the fun things about like OG's and Scratch made THC gummies is sometimes it gets your brain working a little bit too much occasionally. Sometimes it helps shut your brain down, but sometimes in Espo's case, it gets it going oh, a little yes, bit too it does. far. Put on the tinfoil hat with me. Join me in the conspiracy corner. I'm not in my usual corner, but it still works. <laughs> so Kevin Durant, we briefly touched on this yesterday, but I love this. This is what I think is really going on in Kevin Durant's mind, right? One of our favorite sons of all time, Charles Barkley on TNT, said he hasn't driven the bus to a championship. Mm. He gets on him. What would be the greatest revenge for Kevin Durant? 
to come to Phoenix, the city that Charles Barkley's most beloved in and couldn't win a title in and win one and give Chuck the middle finger in the process. This is one of my favorite conspiracy theories about this entire thing. And I'd love to believe that it is the really driving force why Katie asked for a trade. And we heard that criticism of him after the Warrior stuff has played a part in this. Mm -hmm. So drop that OGs in and think about it. It really could be part of what's going on here. Is is that tinfoil hat waterproof? Because I'm about to rain on your parade. <laughs> you, can, you can try to rain on it, <laughs> so, but no. I So I, I actually kind of agree with you. I don't think that's the chief reason, but I think that's part of it. Because Katie knows what people say about him as far as the team that he joined and the reason he got his two titles. And I think watching Steph Curry win one this year without him probably drives him as well a little bit. But you know that they're just going to say that, oh, he just joined a 64-win team. And that's what helped him win it. Who the so, hell cares? I'm just saying. I'm gonna, literally, we should buy him a PHNX bus that he can drive <laughs> in the championship parade. I'm all, I'm all right with that. My other one. Yeah, you want to dive even deeper? Oh, oh, we have another oh, one. I do. Oh, okay. I hit the OGs hard last night. <laughs> and I made this tinfoil hat like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. It was like a craft project while I'm, while I'm well. here in Conspiracy Corner. Uh, what about did the Suns and DA always have this cooked up where they they knew what was playing and that they said to DA, we'll get you to your best situation, even if it's still here, if you help us get Kevin Durant as part of the process. Okay. And now we're hearing that the Utah Jazz might be interested in him. Sorry, you said best situation and then Utah. And well, the you know, <laughs> that money-wise, it may be the best, right? Okay. He's not talking about... The best basketball situation is Phoenix. He's yeah. not thinking basketball. He's thinking, how do I get them Benjamins? <laughs> right. And Utah might be how to get them Benjamins, right? It's true. So maybe James Jones and DA were always in cahoots. <laughs> maybe. No? Maybe. I feel like I, I can mean, believe the first one be. more than that one, to be completely honest with you. We're just saying a lot. What about mm. what about the third one? Oh, God. A popular <laughs> one. Oh, man. <laughs> Steve Nash. Oh, boy. Yet again. Uh-huh. A I like double, this one the best. A double agent for the Suns. <laughs> I like this one the best. <laughs> July 4th, 2012. He gets dealt to the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. The famous... Gerald got broken up with his girlfriend for working that day. Well, then <laughs> she didn't deserve you anyways, Gerald. Join me in the tinfoil Not hat even club. a joke. <laughs> we're going to have to circle back yeah. to this at a later date. You threw me off. We're so anyways, circle back so to Steve this Nash gets dealt, gets dealt to the Lakers, right? And oh there's the, gosh. this is going to be fun uh, Sports Illustrated cover. Yes. And he took him down from the inside for the Suns, right? <laughs> what if he's there as a plant for the Suns again in Brooklyn to take down the Nets so Katie could get here? He's playing the long, yeah. long, long, long game. game here. Yeah. That'd How be about a that? True hero. Steve <laughs> Nash, the greatest son ever. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Listen, if <laughs> you want to join us, though, on the tinfoil hat train uh, or just uh, try and forget all of what he just said to you, whichever <laughs> one you'd prefer, check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. All right. So we brought up Utah. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, the Utah Jazz traded away Rudy Gobert and got 
to the to Minnesota Timberwolves, mm-hmm. and they got back Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and four Minnesota first round picks. Um, that's kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised at how much they were able to get there? I am a little bit, and I think it like. We've been talking and we feel like if you're not going to include Mikhail and if the Nets don't want DA, you're going to have to go heavy on the picks. This deal pretty much just sealed that fate. If there was any room for question about, you know, the Suns trying to go with a Mikhail deal or something, you're going to have to include picks, a lot of picks, because Rudy Gobert is a good player, but he's not a Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. So if they got four picks and a pick swap for him, granted, they were only getting a lot of role players in return, but like you're going to have to give that up for Kevin Durant. So that kind of sets the market, um, which is okay, because as we've been talking about, if the Suns can get away with a draft-heavy package for KD, you do that every single time. Yeah, and it feels like that's actually what the Suns were hoping Mm -hmm. a market would be set at. And it also paves the way now for a potential DA landing spot, because everybody said Gobert was the domino People want liked DA, but they wanted Gobert mm-hmm. more, right? They valued him more. They valued him more. DA, yeah. So now that hurdle's gone, right? Minnesota mm-hmm. takes him. Uh, now there's rumors Utah is interested in DA. This could be a great thing by setting that by setting that, also somewhat setting the value for DA mm-hmm. as well in, in any trade. So this could work out very, very well for the Suns. And it kind of ties into Brian Windhorst's weird two-minute uh, dog and pony show. That was the greatest uh, moment of free agency <laughs> yeah, by really far. Was. But he, he was insinuating that the Nets and Suns had to watch Utah, right? Mm-hmm. right. And I kind of took, was he even suggesting that they could be the third team in mm-hmm. this as well? That domino has fallen now. So, yeah, let's take a look at this. So John Gambadoro tweeted out, the Utah Jazz have interest in exploring a trade for Suns-restricted free agent DeAndre and would have to be a sign-in trade since they do not have cap space. And then Kevin O'Connor quote tweeted Gambo's tweet and said, this is true. I'll add that the Jazz Wolves Suns had discussed three-way deal structures. First heard that pre-draft in June when I reported on the mismatch that Minnesota had interest in Gobert. Lots of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like there's a rumor that there may be some talks about D.A. and Crowder and some kind of sign-and-trade for Clarkson, which would fill one of your your bench-scoring needs there, but I don't know what it means for a Nets KD trade unless there's some draft capital potentially involved. Yeah, the math there doesn't check out if it's just Jazz and um, and Suns making that deal because the Jazz would be taking on about what is that forty one million in salary and only and Clarkson's only like fourteen mil something like that. So there'd have to be another piece involved with that to make the math work. But fortunately, I was able to come up with a three team trade that works that gets KD to Phoenix that gets DA to Utah. Um, Buckle up, everybody. I'm tingling, Gerald. (laughs) So we don't have a graphic for this because some of the pieces involved are not registered as Utah Jazz players yet because they just got shipped there from Minnesota. What you're saying is it's kind of a clusterfuck on the trade. Yes, this is very. there's a lot of moving pieces, (laughs) so I'm hoping I got all the math right, but I think I did. So the Suns would get Kevin Durant from Brooklyn and Rudy Gay from Utah. The Nets would get Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, 
plus four picks from the Suns, first rounders, additional pick swaps from the Suns, and one first round pick from Utah since they just got a boatload from the Minnesota deal. The Jazz would get DeAndre Ayton. So the math checks out for all three teams. The Suns would be taking on about $8 million extra in salary with that. The Jazz would be taking about $4 million, and the Nets would be taking about $3 million. The Jazz would be hard-capped because they're getting DA in the sign-and-trade, but if you factor in their additions and subtractions over the last couple hours, they're still below that $157 million hard cap. So that trade does work. The, Jet, the Nets are getting five picks plus like one or two pick swaps. The Jazz are getting DA for basically the cost of Beasley, Vanderbilt, and a first-rounder. And the Suns are getting Kevin Durant without having to include Mikhail Bridges, at which point they would then have to go out and find a center on the market, which is a tough challenge. But you make this deal if you can make this deal. Now the Nets have 42 people in the roster, though, right? <laughs> they, do. The way? they do. They so, do. Lots yes. of cuts coming in, yes. in Brooklyn. So. Yes, but they also do. Jay Crowder would be an expiring, so you can flip him. Uh, Malik Beasley is an attractive young player. So is Jared Vanderbilt. You'd probably want to keep them with Cam Johnson. Landry Shamit, maybe you reroute him somewhere, see what you can get out of him. So yeah, they are they getting want him back here. They're getting five players in that deal and giving up Kevin Durant. Maybe they can throw in a Dayron Sharp or something like that. He's a first round pick who hasn't really done much and he has like two million in salary. So you could still make the math work there and you know free up a much needed roster spot. But that's kind of one deal. And I did want to address this question because it came up in the chat a couple times about Donovan Mitchell. Woj reported that the Jazz, with all these picks that they're armed with, are trying to rebuild around Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. And if they are interested in DA, I don't see that being a guy that you reroute. And you can't reroute him to Brooklyn anyway for the same reason we talked about with Devin Booker. He's on that five-year designated rookie max extension. So they would have to get rid of Ben Simmons to make room for Donovan Mitchell. And I, I just, if you're the Jazz and you're getting DA, why would you trade Donovan Mitchell? No, and Woj saying that they want to build around him seems legit, makes a lot of sense because the talk was always they had to pick between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. And if you're getting DA, it look, it's, hey, we can run a similar system to what we were running with a more adept offensive big. Mm -hmm. it, it would make sense that they'd want to keep uh, – keep Mitchell there as well. I don't I don't think it makes any sense to think that Mitchell's going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And if he is, it's probably to Miami because they'll get a better deal out of that anyway. So Right. And and because there's this idea that, you know, they could still trade Donovan Mitchell and just keep DA because he's a guy you can win now with. He's a guy you can rebuild around. But if I'm looking at the market and the lack of teams that came forward that were bottom feeders that could have given DA a max contract, I think that kind of set his market value and revealed a lot about how he's perceived. I don't think he's a central guy that you build around. I think he is a guy that would make sense to pair with Donovan Mitchell, but not necessarily to build around himself. Yeah. So Code asked in the chats, or he didn't ask, but he said he, he doesn't think that the Nets would get on board with that trade. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's a fair trade for them, or do you think it's probably their... I, th I think they could probably, I mean, they could try to do better for sure. But like if KD's forcing his way out, you're still getting Cam Johnson, you're getting Malik Beasley, you're getting guys that you can flip and you're getting five first round picks plus two pick swaps. Like that's not the end of the world. It's better than you can get in a straight up trade with the Suns. Um, and because the Jazz have so many extra picks now with that Rudy Gobert trade, they might be willing to just toss one in if they can get D.A., um, and pair him with Donovan Mitchell. So it, it's kind of one of those things where it's not 
maybe it's not the ideal perfect trade for the Nets, but it's not completely unfeasible either. Let's be let's be clear too. The Nets are getting to a point where the perfect trade may not be able to happen for them. A lot right. of their a lot of their options, a lot of the people they thought were suitors have gone and done other things. Uh, so, supposedly some of these bigger names that people thought would be offered for mm-hmm. them just aren't on the table. So at the, at some point, uh, Sean Marks may have to just look at the situation and go, what's what can I walk away from this feeling like we got enough value, mm-hmm. enough where I can say we have the foundation to, to build moving forward and, you know, four or five first round picks and pick swaps is a hell of a, a haul. Uh, you know, that they get, which is very similar to what they gave up to the Celtics to try to build that super team in the mid 2000s. Like, I think I think he could be okay with that if if he doesn't have a lot of other options. I I do want to address something in the chat because Det Nibble said D.A. is paying the price of being a team player, just like Aaron Holiday and Sticks. The coaching staff has a flaw of underutilizing players. I could see that for Aaron Holiday and maybe even for Sticks, even though he literally didn't show them anything his first two years. But like D.A., if you pay attention to the way that they use him, they maximize him. Like I've I've written at length about this before, and it's okay if you haven't read it, but like they put him in pick and rolls where he is most efficient as a player. They put him constantly in positions to succeed, and 81% of his field goals are assisted. Like they got him one of the greatest point guards of all time to make him more efficient. And Devin Booker is a hell of a playmaker himself. So I don't I I I understand in terms of maybe value to someone else as far as his individual abilities. Maybe he doesn't create as much because he's in that role, but that role is what maximizes him. So I, I just, I don't agree with that point that they underutilize DA. Yeah. And Saul would fight with you if he were here right now, I'm sure. (laughs) Thank God he's not uh, for that factor. But uh, look, uh, sticks wasn't done dirty by the coaching staff. If you want to say sticks was done dirty by anybody, it was the organization for getting rid of their G league team having no real development in place for a young guy to come into the system. And then that that led to him having no way to grow in those first two years when you're playing guys that just were better than him. Mm-hmm. That's a flaw on the organization. I don't blame Monty for that. Monty's, Monty's goal is play the guys that are going to get you wins. Now, you could argue Aaron Holiday didn't get that opportunity and he could have helped them but I don't see it with sticks and I agree with you on DA they have put him in a situation to maximize a lot of his potential it's not their fault that he hasn't become a ball handler or being able to create his own shot they put him in the position with his current skill set to do the most damage he could they did and someone brought up he did fine with Ricky Rubio he shot 54.6 percent with Rubio increase that by about nine percentage points with Chris Paul. So if you want to play that game, yeah, he did fine with Rubio. He was elite with Chris Paul. And I also see this comment that like he can make his own jump shots and whatnot. He doesn't create those off the dribble, so he still needs to be set up. He's an elite play finisher, but it's not being disingenuous to say that he's assisted on a high percentage of his shots. He's an elite play finisher. I wrote all about this. If you want to read it, you can go to gophnx.com and get the full scope there. But like, He's a play finisher. He's not a play creator, and that's going to limit your uh, value to other teams in trade scenarios like this. It just is. By the way, 
I love that you're getting so good at promoting your own work. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> very good you, at it. But. It took you a long time to get here. We had to pump you. Now you're doing it. Congratulations. I try. I mean, honestly, though, at the end of the day, regardless of which camp you're in and how you feel about the way that they utilized or didn't utilize DeAndre in, mm-hmm. it doesn't address the fact that whatever was going on behind the scenes, whether we believe the rumors or not, mm-hmm. trumps all of that. Right. Right. And you could say, well, if they did utilize him more, maybe it wouldn't have been so much frustration to the point where it's boiling over, like the rumors have said, but you can't be certain of that either. So at this point, like if you have to move on from DA, it's probably better for both sides. I would, I, again, I still think the Sun should keep DA unless you can get like a Kevin Durant type thing and he has to be included in that. But if it makes better sense for both sides to just part ways, the Suns can continue doing whatever they're doing, and DA has a new opportunity to go and thrive, well, then that's awesome for both of them. Yeah. So yeah. as long as both of them end up in a better place, whether that's together or separate, I'm happy with it. Okay, I want to look at the odds on DraftKings right now because I want to get your guys' temperature now that we've talked through a lot of the newer reports and rumors that are kind of coming out. So the Suns are still the top team as far as uh, Kevin Durant landing spots go at a minus 200. The Brooklyn Nets are the next top team at a plus 700. How confident from a dollar perspective, right? How confident are you in in Phoenix getting a deal done and getting KD here? How much money would you be willing to put? Look, Flex from Jersey, our friend, has been been right throughout a lot of this process. And I I doubted him, uh, largely after Kyrie opted back in. He said 99% today. Wow, okay. So I'm putting the mortgage payment on that son's <laughs> bet there. Don't tell the missus. <laughs> Please don't. But I'm putting the mortgage payment on the son's at the, uh, at the minus 200 there to land Kevin Durant. If this is really where Kevin Durant wants to be, all these other things are kind of drying up everywhere else mm-hmm. i'm putting the money on on him in phoenix have you informed the missus yet that you're no, no, doing no. this don't don't okay. don't text her don't <laughs> talk to her this is all. here right i'll inform her when i make that money <laughs> okay uh no that I, I i would actually tell my wife but uh <laughs> i'd ask for forgiveness when i did so how are you feeling gerald about all of this are you in a a positive percentage are you kind of lower I mean, I would probably, I mean, the Suns are the favorites right now, just based on the fact that he was listed by both Wojnarowski and Chris Haynes as being the preferred destination for KD. That definitely matters in this type of situation when you're talking about a super duper star who can kind of dictate his own terms in that way. Um, And the Suns actually can put together a nice package for him and they can be flexible and creative. We've talked about this. This is why I didn't get so upset about the Landry Shamit trade and stuff like that. Because you need those kind of mid-level salaries to make deals like this work. You need that flexibility to be able to throw different pieces at the wall and, and see what other teams like. So that could come in handy here. Even if Shamit's not involved, you have a lot of other options to work with. You have all of your draft picks. Like, I feel pretty optimistic about it, about as optimistic as I could be considering two weeks ago this was kind of like a pie-in-the-sky idea for a lot of us. Can I actually change my answer? Yes. 
since I'm the reverse jinx, yes. I'm saying put all that money on him going to the Miami Heat and not coming to Phoenix. Put two mortgage payments on that. He ain't coming here. Oh, my gosh. Just keep the basketball um, gods happy. There you go. I don't know. Last night when we did our second show yesterday, I was kind of feeling a little bit nervous. And I think it was just because everything was going so fast mm-hmm. and you got all excited when the reports first dropped and then you had like seven or eight hours in the middle and nothing new had really come to the surface and I was starting to overthink it I think mm-hmm. I think I'm feeling a lot better today about it than I was yesterday like yesterday if I was willing to put 50 bucks down today I'm willing to put like 200 bucks down okay on it so it's jumped quite a bit I'm feeling yeah. much better I would just like can we please get it done today or tomorrow I would like Sunday and Monday to recover from yeah. from what the last uh, 36 hours has been. Ooh. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice. It would be. If you guys want to get in on the action. Oh, also, championship odds for this upcoming season. The Boston Celtics are currently in the lead on the DraftKings Sportsbook app at a plus 550. But the Suns are tied for second at a plus 600 with the Clippers and the Warriors. So yeah. just a little nugget of information for you on that, too. That Malcolm Brogdon trade. Pushes yeah. them up. Yeah. Suns are a hypothetical right now. I think if they get KD, they leapfrog the Celtics. But the Celtics have made some nice moves that make them a, a more solid team. Mm-hmm. That uh, And they were there in the finals this year. So that, that makes sense. That Brogdon trade was highway robbery because mm-hmm. you watch them in the finals. They really needed a ball handler to keep their offense organized and keep turnovers down. And they got it with Brogdon. And his market was way lower than expected even when you factor in the injuries, I guess that's the reason why. Um, but man, teams got to stop giving just spare bits and pieces to the Celtics for nothing. That's what <laughs> happened with Derek White. They got him at the trade deadline and he worked out really nice. So Celtics look really good. Um, and looking around the market, this is something that we kind of touched on yesterday, but you really want this Kevin Durant deal to fall into place quickly here because a lot of the good guys are already gone. Yeah, and we're going to get into that. But first, just a reminder to everyone listening, there are tons of ways for you guys to come out on top with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, including in the Octagon for UFC 276 this upcoming weekend. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is the official sports betting partner of UFC. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what that you can then go drop some money on some NBA bets and hopefully make a lot of money. Uh, That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We we thought I had quite the tinfoil hat on earlier, but there is uh, somebody in the chat called Nike Elite mm-hmm. who just put in there Sacramento Kings 2022-23 <laughs> NBA champions. Listen, I'm just saying if you make that bet right now and it actually happens, you're going to make a boatload of cash. He's been saying Katie to the Suns like five times during the show. So, okay. or Katie to the sorry, Katie to Kings. Yeah, okay. Katie yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, could they could technically put together like DeMontis Sabonis, Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell, I think salary-wise works, but yeah, but it's the Kings. Crack is whack. Let's just keep <laughs> but reminding it's the Kings. people. <laughs> Code just said I bet Lindsay watches fights with her eyes closed. Excuse you, Code. <laughs> What do you think? I got a baby stomach over here? No, sir. <laughs> Lindsay participates yeah. in that. She would rip a man's soul out if she had to. All right, let's move on. Oh, but, <laughs> by the way, teasing. Josh says, give me uh, Al- 
Alan Big Sauce Williams back. I assume you mean back on the Suns, mm -hmm. but he will be coming on the program sometime next week. So Alan will be back with us. Perfect. Yeah, it'll be super fun. Uh, also, I wouldn't be mad at that. You get KD no, over oh, here. Yeah. You pick up Alan to be a guy that you can rely on off the bench in that center position. Yeah. Love him. Well, All and, for it. And you need you need that hype man because you lost JaVale. Mm -hmm. Not a better hype man than Alan Williams. There is not. All right, so let's get into uh, this free agency I don't know, board sadness. Like, <laughs> is it considered uh, in a different a mul different multiverse or whatever where mm -hmm. the Suns don't wind up with Kevin Durant? Here's what we got to deal with on the side. Before we get to the really sad, like here's the scraps that might have to be picked through. Mm -hmm. Can I ask one other KD sure. uh, question or, or DA more? More specifically, but the Indiana Pacers have cleared a lot of cap space, yes. supposedly enough for a max offer. Yes. Do you think they play into this some way? They can. Uh, it's... I'm sure that they would be willing to at least make some phone calls and see if there's any nibbles on the line. They could very well, and that would be a huge fly in the ointment um, because that kind of effectively rules out three-team trades for you because DA would be going to that third team. Um, you know, we've talked about the Hawks yesterday with that three-team deal. The Jazz, if they're interested in DA, the Raptors were another one, although with some of their moves, it's a little dicier to see. Oh, man, if they just threw a max offer sheet at DA, it would totally wreck but couldn't right couldn't now. you discuss a three team at that point? You could because you could. I would imagine Miles Turner might fit that young guy mm -hmm. that the Nets are looking for, uh, potentially. Right. So I actually did come up with a trade for this. I had come up with one last night, and then they traded Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics. So that kind of wrecked it because I had Brogdon going to the Nets in that three team deal. But it still works if you replace Brogdon with Buddy Heald. So in this trade, the Suns would be getting Kevin Durant and Miles Turner. The Nets would be getting Jay Crowder, Buddy Heald, Mikhail Bridges, and a bunch of picks from the Suns, uh, three in this case, and pick swaps. And then the Pacers would be getting DeAndre Ayton, Campaign, Dayron Sharp, and a first-rounder from the Suns. Um, so they could they could play yeah. in, in a role in here. Right. So it yeah. could, I mean, if, yeah. But they could also just throw an offer sheet at which point you're really in trouble if you're the Suns because what do you do? Like if you match it, then you can't trade him till December. And if you don't match it, then you are letting him walk for basically nothing. Well, at this point, I imagine James Jones has talked to DA right. and said, please don't sign anything until we can have a discussion. It's possible. You know, now you're depending on how upset is he with the question is, is, yeah, how, right. how angry did you make him mm -hmm. or how angry has he become yep. whichever way you want to say it. And then how, how petty is he going to be if he is that angry? Cause we've seen some very disgruntled former sons over the past years. So honestly though, what's really the difference between Indiana and Utah? Like at this point, I <laughs> either Utah. one would, they're about you know, the same toss up for me. If I'm DA, it's the Utah of the Midwest. I'm like, Oh, well, maybe it, one's closer it, to like Miami or something. At least Utah has <laughs> nicer mountains. A little shorter. Like, <laughs> like uh, yeah. Indiana's got corn. Like, I don't know. I, I personally think if you're DA, maybe you'd rather play on the Pacers. Like, playing with Donovan Mitchell, okay, yes, I get that. That trumps all, maybe. But, like, 
the Pacers have a decent young core. If you look at Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Duarte, Benedict Matherin, who they just drafted, maybe you want to be a part of a young team. Well, and but. if you go to the Pacers, too, there's more. Because if you're going to Utah and Donovan's staying there, it's Donovan's team, right? Right. If DA really wants to be that guy, mm-hmm. the Pacers might be a little bit of a better option for him to potentially get that. Yeah, yeah but you got to be that guy in Indiana. I mean, I guess he plays video games a lot, so he doesn't have to worry about going out in the city. Right. So. Yeah, Maybe that you, is a benefit. Would you rather be that guy in Indiana or that other guy in Utah? I'd rather be that other guy in Utah because it worked out pretty good for, you know, Carl Malone and John Stockton for one or the other to be the other guy in Utah. But uh, either way... I, I'm like he was probably thinking, oh, maybe there's some big cities I could go to, and Indiana and Utah are on the uh, on the menu now. Personally, I'd rather be like the third or fourth guy in Phoenix, but that's just me. <laughs> Same here, but uh, we're operating in a world where that's yeah. not what he's thinking. I have a feeling. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look at all the people who are still on the board. All the people we've missed out on, starting with the people that the Suns have lost from last season. Of course, JaVale McGee, he got a three-year, $21 million contract with the Dallas Mavericks. Aaron Holiday uh, recently got picked up by, who was it? Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta, that's right. And his brother got traded there, too. Right, which is kind of cool for them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If it lasts. I really... uh... I really wouldn't have wanted to play with my sibling on the same team <laughs> growing up. So uh, I don't know. I I might want my own uh, my own life, but you know, some siblings are different. I just hope Aaron Holiday gets a shot. To be honest, I know we've yeah. talked about mm-hmm. this plenty of times on yep. this podcast, but that is one thing. And a lot of people in the comments were bringing it up earlier on in the show, just that they wish that he would have at least gotten a shot here. Well, you know, the best place to get a shot is where Trey Young and Dante Murray are already yeah, heading you on the depth chart. That's tough. <laughs> Actually, you know where the best place to get a shot is? Oh, oh look at that <laughs> Well done, Lindsay. You can find out for yourself at azhealth.gov slash find vaccine. That's right. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a, vo- a booster. Once again, visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Thanks, guys. You set yeah. me up for that one very nicely. Can I get the tinfoil <laughs> hat back? Because uh, a COVID shot is what kind of started, or lack thereof, is what kind of started all this for us here. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Let's not go down that <laughs> rabbit hole oh, no. just yet. Oh, no. Yes, I know the Holiday Brothers played together in Indiana, but one time would be enough for me if I had to be on the same team as me. As well, hello in the chat said, some people like their siblings, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to meet one. <laughs> um, all right. So now let's take a look at players the Suns have lost out on in free agency thus far. <laughs> Squint. I know. Is this graphic? Or no, gonna we're be... gonna we're gonna look at the people that are still available. Oh, I see. Uh, My bad. I read your We didn't have enough room on the wrong. screen to have everybody that they've missed out on already. It's It's essentially a lot. It's essentially, go read Gerald's list of players that the Suns could afford. (laughs) And then cross off 70% of them. They're all gone. Yeah, I see dead people on that list. It's just nobody left. I woke up depressed when I saw the Ricky Rubio news. I know. Because that was one of my top top tier targets in my book. Ricky would have been fine. And he was totally affordable too. He's only getting like $6 million a year. That one hurts. Let's start off with the point guards then. Since you're talking about Ricky, Rubio. Mm-hmm. Uh, this list continues to get smaller, even since the last time we put it together, Raul Nato mm-hmm. uh, is gone. But 
the guys left, Colin Sexton, probably out of the Suns price range. Dennis Schroeder wouldn't want him here anyways. Dante DiFingenzo, uh, rumored to be of interest to the Suns. Goran Dragic, I like him. I don't know if he'd come back mm. to the Valley. My guess is he's destined for Dallas. Isaiah Thomas, thanks, but no thanks. Been there, done that, don't need it again. Uh, DJ Augustine, uh, Thomas Sadoransky. He actually signed with uh, Barcelona, so he's— So take him off yeah, the so list. so he's out. Uh, Rajon Rondo and Faku Campazo, and after that Denver series, you can wipe him off the list for me as well. Yeah, that's not pretty. It's pretty much just for me. The only ones that would make sense at this point are Dennis Schroeder and Goran Dragic um, yeah. from that particular group. Because man, the Rubio one hurts, and the Gary Payton one. He he did get paid with the Blazers, so yeah. good for him. That was out of the Suns' price yeah. range. But. I think that one though we had mentioned was kind of a pie in the sky, thinking yeah. that. He would likely get more money elsewhere, but in the event that maybe we could snag him for cheap, right. he would have been a great get for uh, sure. I That's why the Clarkson name and a potential DA sign-in trade, making that work somehow, mm-hmm. is intriguing to me. Because he's yeah. a guy that has the potential to provide you with that scoring from a guard spot off the bench. He does, and he's, he's a guy who definitely can create his own shot. I... Clarkson gives and Clarkson takes away. Like that's that's so kind of his campaign. Thing. Yes, but like <laughs> with less of a conscience on his shot chart. Gotcha. Like he gets into heaters and he will just like you think Devin Booker in two for one situations is bad. Jordan Clarkson's entire life is a two for one <laughs> Devin Booker situation. Like that's how he plays all the time. What is the obsession with Kemba? I was gonna say a lot of people in the know. chats are I, bringing up Kemba as a potential. The guy couldn't crack the rotation in his last two spots. Right. I th- I think Kemba's best days are behind him. I would still I would rather go with Clarkson just because he's volatile, but he will have those games where he just goes off and hits everything. So I don't know. Kemba's maybe as like a third guard if you were at a last resort, but if we're looking for campaign upgrades, Kemba's Kemba's not it. I uh, I like that R in the chat says if A is our savior. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be we're gonna be watching him very intently in summer league. Let's just say that. Yeah. We we may be to that point if uh, if this stretches on very much longer. We might in the ball right. handling department at least. We have a graphic of the best centers that are left yes. on the board. Okay. Yes. Let's yeah. take a peek. Oh, it is another poo poo platter. All right. DeAndre Ayton, oh, obviously the best. Yes. Montreal Harris has a drug charge against him, so not oh, exactly. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, not exactly the greatest. Demarcus Cousins is Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson, who Devin Booker allegedly punched in the face, <laughs> probably doesn't work out real well. No. Bismarck Biombo, hey, we can help him build more churches Big or excuse me, more hospitals, as you said. And he met the Pope, so maybe there's some uh, some luck uh, there as well with mm-hmm. him. Thomas Bryant, uh, Serge Ibaka, Georgie Dang, uh, Dwight Howard, Hassan Whiteside, uh, and LaMarcus Aldridge, which LaMarcus Aldridge, hey, you could wind up getting the guy you went after hard in 2015. Just six years delayed or whatever it was, four or eight years. Um, Look, from that list, like Montrez Harrell is the best non-DA player, but if you're starting him at center, you're having a ton of defensive issues. Boogie and Thompson both kind of washed up at this point. Biombo, bring him back absolutely as a backup or third string guy. He's great in that role. Um, I like Thomas Bryant and Serge Ibaka probably best out of that list, but Gorgie Jang isn't that bad either. But again, if you're having to start any of those three, 
you're really banking on still having Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, and Kevin Durant as your other starting five. Can we scroll back up to the one that was talking about what Gambo just said mm. on air? Mitch, uh, Michael sorry. Carroll said, Gambo just said on air, if the Suns get the return from Utah, which he's speculating is two picks, and uh, Bogdanovich, that is what, this is what a Brooklyn trade would look like for KD. Payne Shamit, Craig Crowder, Sarich, six first round picks and three swaps. If that is the deal that gets done, dude, if holy they, hell. Okay, if they find a way to hold on to both Mikhail and Cam Johnson, that would be absolute insanity. I mean, you've that basically would be gutted your bench at that point. Who cares? But that is a <laughs> yeah. steal. That is. I don't. I mean, Bogdanovich's contract is only for 19 mil, and they'd be signing DA for probably the max, which would be 30. So I think that they would have to include something else. But how much cap space did they clear, though? The Jazz? Yeah. Did have they cleared any with? Some well, it's of their moves? it's not even about the cap space as much as what you are legally allowed to take. Oh, I mean, I guess that they have a ton of cap space, maybe, but they did just—they're over the cap as it is right now. So supposedly. Gambo That's had wild. Cam in the deal too. Oh, he was. Okay, Cam okay. was in the deal too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still though, I mean that's a hell of a deal. Uh, and some of our other friends online that know the cap are saying the Bogdanovich thing doesn't fully work. I'm sure there's ways to start to look at it and figure out how to make the math. There's a few other players mm-hmm. work and everything, but uh, you know, I just. Wow. I mean, we're getting to the point where we're starting to hear that asking price drop significantly mm-hmm. uh, from the net side and that the picks become such a big, uh, big part of things. And that's uh, that's quite intriguing to me. Keeping Mikhail out of it would be insanity. It would keeping, be so great. Keeping Cam would be like we need to investigate the Nets and the Jazz for tampering because apparently they want the Suns to win the title. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I was. That's all I my had. My brain, like, my brain stalled. Don't worry. <laughs> too much, too much going on in the chat. Where I'm trying to go. Yeah. Does this so, work? How does that work? You know work? what? what? There is huh? just a lot going on in general right now around that all of fair. this. I just hope that at some point in time here in the near future, we have a resolution to all of this so that we can start celebrating or going through the next handful of weeks with all the stages of grief once again. Whichever one it is, I just would like to get to that point sooner than later. Um, But I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling okay. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I like the fact that the price for the Nets uh, for KD is starting to drop like Bitcoin right now. I'm like, (laughs) hey, all right. Not on the Bitcoin part. I feel sorry for people losing their money. But on the Suns getting a better value, hell, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. I mean, do you honestly think, though, the Suns would – or not the Suns, the Nets would accept something like that? Yes. At this point? If you're getting that many first-round picks – you could sell you think anything. Think that they would your, be able to just yeah. say yes for some picks. Yes, because that also opens up their ability to make other other deals with that capital that they got. I think so. I honestly have no idea, but I do think as soon as you make that Kevin Durant trade, if you are not getting a starting caliber center back, you have to make you have to know already who you're going to target, what you're going to offer them, and have that offer out the door because. Losing Kevon Looney this morning, that one hurt because that was probably the last starting caliber big that you could reasonably maybe get on the mid-level. He obviously got, I think, about 8 or $9 million per year from the Warriors. That one hurts a little bit um, if you're not getting a starting caliber center back. 
Say say it with me. Frank the Tank. Oh, God. Frank the Tank. <laughs> Frank the Tank. Kaminsky Cove! Reopening for what? The third time? Hey, I'll, I'll keep opening that bad boy I'm, as I'm long as Frank it. comes I'm, back. I'm on board. I'm and on board and now we have a connection to Frank. We might have him on the show this summer. So. Okay. Oh, nice. I have to bring this up. I'm seeing it in the chat right now, and it was one of the funniest things I saw on the internet yesterday. Did you guys see the Keb... Ben Kevin Durant, Durant. Yes. <laughs> with yes. Dragon Bender jersey, like poor Dragon Bender taking strays there, but it was so funny. That won the internet it was yesterday. Really <laughs> clever. Whoever did that, like kudos to you. That was very clever. Well, I tweeted out the list of guys who were 35 in franchise history and took a lot of heat for my beloved and saying that Katie would automatically be the best ever. And I took a lot of heat for turning my back on my beloved Dragon Bender. But I yeah. said, logic wins out here. Joe Klein, maybe you could make that argument, but I got to say Bender <laughs> uh, moves down on the list. So I think that's fair. It's okay. But we, we understand. <laughs> uh, just a reminder that if KD does come to Phoenix, you guys have a heck of a lot more to celebrate than just hopefully some really good basketball and a great upcoming season. You also get to celebrate with some Four Peaks beer, courtesy of Saul Bookman, who promised to buy everyone around uh, at the Four Peaks Brewery. Also want to remind you that our PHNX Coyotes crew is going to have a draft day live party July 7th. So that's next week at 4 p.m. at Four Peaks um, 8th Street Pub. You must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks. Uh, beer, but anybody can go to the brewery and hang out, have some food, enjoy the uh, the draft with our Coyotes crew. We just want to remind you that if you do indulge in some Four Peaks, that you enjoy responsibly. And if you're not, I mean, if you're not a uh, a Coyotes guy, but you want to come out and hang out with me, I'll be out at that draft party all night. So <laughs> come by and, and say hi and we can celebrate kevin duran if it's happened by next i Thursday, will tell so. you if you do head out to their brewery you got to get the chicken strips and french fries Ooh, like i know you're like <laughs> chicken strips french fries you get those anywhere but at four peaks they are so good oh they're like real crispy and then the chipotle ranch is super bomb there too Chicken strips really can be good. mid. Yeah, they mid. totally can. Uh, not not at uh, Four Peaks. Those are uh, those are spectacular. They're even really good. Like late, I took some mm -hmm. to go, and I wasn't able to get to it for a few hours. And I was going to put them in the air fryer to get them crispy again, and then I just got too lazy and didn't do it. And they were still good. I, so that says a lot. Mm -hmm. Look. I think we need to include that secret recipe they have for those in the Kevin Durant deal. Maybe that gets it done. <laughs> That's how good they are. There you go. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, we're going to kind of be on call, if you will, over this weekend, just in case something pops off. Um, we yep. want to be here to either celebrate with you or cry with you. Whichever we're, we're basically doctors. Uh, we've got our pagers on. We're ready for... Yeah. yeah, that's right. Pagers. I said it. Okay. Uh, we've got them on. We're ready for whatever's coming in the next 36, 48 hours. We'll uh, we'll be here for so Deliver KD into the world. Yes. Yes, yes please. <laughs> Lord. Oh. Um, but yeah, so just keep an eye out on our Twitter. The show is at PHNX underscore Suns. You can also turn on notifications if you are in the, the chat right now watching on YouTube. You can turn on notifications for that so that you know whenever we're live. But just keep an eye out because I'm sure you'll hear all the news break on Twitter and just know that we'll probably be there as soon as we possibly can. 
to talk about it with you guys. But until that happens, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. For those of you wondering, in the starting lineup, Devin Booker would be called last. I just confirmed it. Ahoy, ahoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. BHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob, turn the beat on.